freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 296 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearms.com your nationwide hometown gun shop i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Faith and Freedom, and our guest is Chris McDonald. Chris is the radio podcast producer and host of The Mac Files. Chris is a former photo photographer and journalist. He is a conservative, pro-faith, American, down-to-earth fighter for freedom, so he must be our friend. Welcome to the show, Chris. Welcome, Cheryl. Good to have you. Good to have, be on your show. You've been on mine several times, and this is an honor to be on yours today. And uh, Dan, it's a pleasure to meet you for the first time. And uh, I understand Dan has to behave himself now that uh, you know uh, you're you're there with him. I understand now why she's so uh, you know happy and giddy. She comes on my show, Dan. She's cracking that whip behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, she keeps a plug by the mic, so I can't say too much. <laughs> When you see me going like this, yeah, not uh, okay. what wants me to say. Well, I got you. Apparently, I'm I'm fairly verbose, and so that's why he calls himself the other guy. You know, he gets a word in every once in a while. Yeah. So, um, I'll try I'll try to I'll try to tone it down. Let you guys actually have a, a word in today. How about that? <laughs> All right. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's this is fantastic. And thank you so much for all the times that you've had me on your show. I'm very, very uh, remiss in having taken so long to bring you on. But you are a freedom guy. But guns are not necessarily the central focus uh, of your show. What? Or, you I, can have more. If, I know. But you don't have the people, freedom of guns. And what do you have? I know some people actually, you know, don't focus on guns as their main thing like us dan oh. uh but for someone who isn't like enmeshed in this daily battle for the second amendment what do you see chris in the ongoing talk about the second amendment as the national conversation well cheryl the thing about the second amendment without the second amendment you don't have the first uh, the the biggest lie that the left has ever perpetrated on america and it started a long time ago it's never really been something recent people i think under think that this attack on the second and first amendments has just happened in the last few weeks or months and it's not it's been going on for a long time they've just they framed it differently back in the 80s and 90s and it didn't work then. And then they revamped their game a little bit and they got more power. And now it's just a full-fledged assault. But look, without the Second Amendment, you don't have the first. The Founding Fathers, when they established the Second Amendment, they established the Second Amendment to make sure that the government never became tyrannical enough that the citizens could not protect themselves and could not 
fight back in the case of what happened with England and the colonies. And they never cared about whether you had a, a weapon to go hunting with or shooting deer or automatic weapons. They never, and see, that's the beauty of the Second Amendment. They never qualified what kind of guns were off limits and what kind of guns were on limit. They basically just said, we have the right to bear arms. And they did that with wisdom because they never wanted to, to let the citizens be called in a place again, ever again in the history of this country where the government had all the weapons and the citizenry had none. It has nothing to do with assault rifles and all this stuff. And, and then what happens is when you have these weirdos, these freaky psychopathic uh, demon possessed, and that's all I know to call them, that's what they are. They're demon possessed psychopaths that go out and they shoot people. Then the left all of a sudden screams, well, it was the guns, 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 guns. If we'd have taken the guns off the street, this wouldn't have happened. And that too is a big lie. And there is no way that if you took every single gun from every gun owner in America, that crime would stop because crime's a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of the gun. Look, uh, going back to Cain and Abel, since we're talking about faith a little bit, uh, Cain used to rock to kill his brother. And uh, there's been knives, there's been uh, bombs, there's been everything else. Look, people have driven cars into crowds. Are we gonna just outlaw cars now? Because some nutcase took a car and drove it into a crowd and killed people. There was something happened at the Capitol here just a few weeks ago as they aired this program and drove it into a bunch of police officers, hurt a police officer, killed a police officer. Are, are we gonna go out and outlaw cars? It's about freedom. And if you don't have the second amendment, you'll never have the first. The, and, and really, you can just throw all of them out because the citizens will be at the mercy of the government. And I, I know people have this idea, well, if we have a Republican governor, uh, governor leadership in there, it's going to be okay. If we have Democrats, they're at danger. Look, we're in danger from all these people. I, I think if 2020 has showed us anything and what happened here in November and the way that these rightists and the leftists laid down and allowed this whole situation, not to get your program in trouble, I'll, you know, but we all know what happened. But look, the fact of the matter is both parties are dangerous to this country. Both parties are. It's not just one group. Now, one tends to verbalize it more, but I can guarantee you there's just as many on the right that are willing to sacrifice their soul and sacrifice their conscience to, to basically destroy the Second Amendment. And that's what's at stake here. It's all about freedom. It, it, look, you can list any of those, Bill of Rights, Cheryl and Dan, any of them. They're all at stake. The way that the reason the Second Amendment is so important, it allows the citizens to make sure that none of them be at stake. Because if the government comes calling to try to force you not to do it, you got recourse. You got recourse. No, you've, you've said that so beautifully. And, you know, recourse can also be say, stated as it is sort of the the or else. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like absolutely. So I'm sorry. Yeah, we've seen so many countries that have given up their rights to guns and look what's happened to them. That's correct. You know, I, I learned that uh, Mexico had a constitution and the people had the rights to bear arms in 1934 in Mexico the constitution said, and then they took that away from them and, and dwindle it down to certain types of guns they can have, which is very, very selected. And look at the control that the Mexican government has on their people. And look at the, look at Venezuela, look at all these other countries. And, and the thing is that we're, we don't even realize what we're doing. We're doing it little at a time, just take a little here, take a little bit there. And we, oh, that's okay. I don't like those kind of guns. So that that's part's right. okay. And, and then pretty soon you don't have anything. 
And what you do is you have a government that you have to answer to 100%. Well, let's just be honest with each other, Dan and Cheryl. If they can get the AR-15, if they get these automatic weapons, they're coming after the handguns next. They're not, they're not going to stop at anything. These people are power hungry. They don't care. It's not about the weapon. Look, half the people up there in Congress arguing about this automatic AR-15 and all, and they start defining what's dangerous and what's not. They couldn't even tell you what those weapons are. Most of those people no, arguing no. that, they if you was to sit them down and get them to admit that they even know what that is, they wouldn't even know what it is. One lady, uh, go one ahead, lady said it was a, it was a very heavy gun and it shoots a 50 caliber bullet. The yeah. And it does it, not. They, it's neither of those things. And so. they always lie. They do. They always lie about what these guns are for. And again, the founding fathers could have cared less whether you go going deer hunting or whether you were going to whatever. They didn't, that was not their, they had, that was not in the back of their mind right. about right. what you did with those guns. What their thinking was, and Dan, you alluded to it, and I'll, and, and history has proven this. Look, when the citizenry is unarmed, tyrants are allowed to rule over nations. You go back to socialist Germany, you go back to the communists, you go back to Pol Pot, you go back to any socialist dictatorship, and you look at the history and you look at what they did, look at what they did in Cambodia, look at what they did in Russia, look at what they did in Germany back in the 1930s. Before they took over, they took the guns first. They de-armed their citizens and they made it a national referendum that we have to do this in the name of safety. And the only safety that you've got are the guns right now. Now, granted, I'm a man of faith, and I believe God can protect us, but God gives us this right up. He, he made He put something in our heads called a brain, and God ordained that bill of, look, I do believe God was behind these, these founding fathers. He put this wisdom in their head. He knew exactly what was coming into the future, and all of these socialist regimes. I bet you if you could bring somebody back today from Nazi Germany, go back and, and, and pull somebody out of history, and say, if you had this to do over again, would you have given up your guns knowing Adolf Hitler was going to be your leader for seven years, knowing that Joseph Stalin was going to be your leader for seven years, knowing that Paul Pot or any of these other socialist dictators, Madero, uh, Chavez down in Venezuela, well, you mentioned Venezuela, Chavez, all of these, if, if people could go back and say, well, if we'd have just known, and I hear that all the time, and it just, it, you know, and, and I hear people that vote these leftist power hungry and rightist power hungry politicians in and it's always buyer's remorse after the fact let me tell you something our nation had better come to grips with the fact we better start fighting for our country before the fact because there ain't going to be a fact much longer if we keep this up because i see what you're seeing dan it's a trickle and see to me that's more dangerous than just an all-out assault because the trickling does not get people's attention it, it makes us feel safe and secure and like you said we give up an inch here give up another inch over here, give up a little few feet here and say, well, it's okay. They're not going to go any further than that. Doggone it. They're going to go more than that. They're going to take every right you have with every inch you give them. They're going to take 20. And if people would wake up and realize that when Germany took over their country and they, they, they round up all the Jews, they didn't do it overnight. Right. First thing they said is you guys got to wear this badge. That's Second right. Thing, so we can identify you. Second thing, oh, we're going to take your guns away. We're just going to, you got to register your guns. We're not going to take them. And then they registered the guns and then they took them away from them. 
it's it's exactly the same thing it's piece by piece because it would have never happened in germany if they would have just came in there and started fighting them right then they would have fought back they didn't fight back because they thought everything was going to be okay right and you ask the people that died in germany you ask them would you have given up your guns if you knew that your kids were going to be lying against a barbed wire fence and shot they would never done it no they'd never done it i don't think they would never do it here but there are people that that just they they just think that everything's going to be okay let somebody else run your life for you instead of doing it yourself you know get a job work and and contribute to this country you know it's it's it really makes me angry well um, I'm sorry, Chris, were you going to comment on that? I was just going to add one quick thing about that um, because I know the arguments I, and I hear I hear the echo in my ear. I do. I hear it right now. All these anti-gun people out there and saying, well, what about all the killings? What about all the violence in the street? Well, let me tell you who, who established the violence in the street. It's the left. The very people that's wanting to take your guns from away, what they've done, they're the ones that have created this culture of violence. Look, it ain't it ain't the people that the, are legal gun owners that created Black Lives Matter. It's not legal gun owners that created Antifa. It's not legal gun owners that have created the video games that we've got out there that are basically teaching our kids to murder and maim and rape and do everything else. It's not the legal gun owners in America, the people that basically obey the law and, and, and support their families, close their doors at night, love their kids, pay their bills and do that. Look, the anarchists, the people that are behind this push for the guns are the very people pushing this culture of violence that they claim the guns produce, and without a doubt. That, and you can prove that by the liberal judge that somebody commits a violent crime with a gun and they let them out. Exactly right, Dan. Way it's before exactly their time right. was due. They let them out. Why? So they can make another check mark for another violent crime and one more check mark for another violent crime so that we can legitimately pass these and you know these gun laws. Well, you know how uh, the the mob used to work. They would uh, come in and, and say, Hey, we're gonna help keep you safe from us as long as you play, pay the VIG. Right. Right? right. I mean that's basically what we're talking exactly about right. here, right? You're correct. Okay. That's right. That's right. It's extortion. It is it is political extortion on the highest level. And that, you know, that's a great example uh, because that's what they did. They shake people down. I mean, they'd go into these stores and say, hey, you know, we'll be back next month. You pay us so much money. We'll give you protection. Protection from what? Right. They need protection from you. <laughs> why are we why are we letting violent crime people back on the streets way before their their time is up? You know, if they get 10 years for a violent crime, which I don't think is enough, and they let them out one year. And then they go and they do it again immediately. Some of them, as soon as they leave the police station, are caught doing something violent again, and they still get relieved. And it's, it's one reason. I mean, think about it. We need chaos to control the people. If we have chaos, so true. We, can, we can convince you that you can wear a mask now, mm-hmm. right? Because we could show you, oh, there's chaos in the streets. You got to wear a mask. Yeah. And it justifies their actions. And none of it's based on truth. Well, I will say this, and I'm saying this not just because I'm on y'all's show, but I, I really sincerely mean this. And I'm Cheryl's been on several times, and I have to tell you as a compliment, Cheryl. I honestly, you have been a, a, a great source of inspiration to me personally, because this was one of those issues I've always, I've never, I mean, I've just, I, I, I own a gun now, but I've not really owned one in the past. And uh, I, to be honest with you, it's not been an area in my life that I've really paid a lot of attention to until recently. 
But I think that uh, what's happened is that this this whole society has been desensitized. Uh, Dan, you, you mentioned it. We've been desensitized to the real danger around us. And again, they, these boogeymans, these these spook boogeymans that they're putting out there, they spook us to death, and we're we're just so willing to give it up. And and somebody like me that's on the fringe of this, I mean, you know, I can understand how people that don't understand what is at stake, they look at this through a gun view. And I've never looked at this about the guns. I don't. The gun doesn't bother me. The gun doesn't scare me. The gun is just a tool. What scares me are the people, Dan, you're talking about that are going in in a revolving door through our court system that are dangerous criminals to our society. And it doesn't matter whether they got a bomb or car or a gun or whatever they've got, they're going to still kill if they're let out on the street. That's the bigger problem. And we do need to be educated and we do need to be uh, sort of shaken, I guess is a good word. We need to be shaken to the reality of, of the danger that is facing us right now, because I don't think our nation right now is at a state, and, and I don't know where this lies. I don't, I don't, I hate to put blame on people because look, we're all guilty of this. I think we're all to blame. I, I think it's all of us, all of us collectively as a nation for where we, we've gotten to as a nation. We have nobody to blame, but looking in that mirror right there and saying, this is our fault for letting this get to this point. Because see, we should have been fighting a long time ago to stop this madness that's going on right now. And, and I'm, I don't know if it's too late to stop it now. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but it's a very tough fight ahead to get back to where we were. And and again, what it's gonna take to get there, I'm not so sure we wanna see that. I don't know if we really, if we, if the Lord opened the door, if the Lord, Lord came down to all of us today and say, hey, uh, this is exactly how it's gonna be fixed, but this is how it's gonna be fixed. I don't know if some of us got the stomach for it. I, that's just that's just an opinion. I don't know what you guys feel about that, but I just well, we, it's deep. We talk about that all the time about what what would if Cheryl and I were in the 1700s and going through this, what would we do? Would she be willing for me to go and fight for our rights? Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't think we're at that point right now. I think you know, there's a lot of people that are on fences. They don't know which sure. way to go. They're on and fences it shows that actually don't right. even exist anymore right. because we really are kind of back to, you know, you are either with the Patriots or you are a Tory. I mean, I don't think there's any fence writing. But anymore. shows like yours, shows like ours and conversations with people, um, the 8 million new gun owners, all these things that are going on. I, I haven't lost hope yet. I lose hope when, if they find a way that our voting doesn't count. Mm -hmm. That's when that's what I say. And what I say by losing hope, I lose hope in the system that we have now. I still don't lose hope because there is another way. Mm -hmm. I hate to see it happen, but there's another way. I, I do, and I know uh, I'm y'all's guest, but I do have a question for y'all. Yeah, uh, sure. Because I, I, I'm very curious how y'all feel about this. I'm not a conspiracy theorist uh, in the sense that I chase, I don't, I don't chase things down. I just don't. I, I, when people tell me stuff, I've always been one of these very moderate types. I'll chew on it, think about it. Uh, I may re look into it a little bit. I may call somebody up and say, hey, I heard this. What do you think about this? You know, I'll always get counsel always before I start going out and repeating it. Yeah. But I've heard this over and over over the last few years that a lot of these shootings that we're talking about are on purpose. And what I mean by that, that they are staged to get the government to pull, again, the very people that are screaming the loudest to take our rights away, 
-hmm. are the people behind these shootings. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that that may sound far-fetched to some people, but Dan Cheryl, I'm just going to be honest with you. This old Southern boy, I'm, I'm beginning to come around a little bit that I'm not so sure that this is, this ain't just some, some backwoods cigarette smoking conspiracy talk on a, on a porch on some, you know, somebody's hallucination because it's every time we get to this point, you think about just in the three months that this, this, whatever this individual is at DC is acting as president right now. But you think about the last three months, we've had more shootings in the last three months than we've had in three years of Donald Trump. Yeah. And Chris, it's I, like at, at the exact time that this debate gets hotter, we have a shooting. That's just- Chris, I, I, I don't, I'm also not a conspiracy guy, okay? There is something here. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you, it's not that they are putting these people in place to do it. They're not preventing them. That's a great it. point. And so they're making it as is is they're making it easy for convicted felons to get their gun, you know, to get guns. They're 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 letting people out of prisons, and they're they're one of the other things they're doing. They're ba they're making people angry. We are they're, the people are angry right now, and they don't have a time of day for anybody. And so they're setting triggers up all over the country. And so, and then the news media says something about a shooting. And then one of these guys that are triggered have a bigger trick. I can do better than that. It's and perfect. it's multiplying, it's multiplying. So yes, they're creating it, but are they going to Joe Blow and say, Joe Blow, I need you to go shoot a shopping center up? No, they're, they're nudging them. They're nudging these people that are triggers. We don't have mental institutions anymore anywhere in Arizona. There is not a place where you can take somebody and condemn them if they're mentally disabled. What do they do? They put them on the street, right? They don't, they don't help them. Back when I was a teenager, we had places for people that didn't fit in society medic, you know, mentally. So all of these things are the triggers. I'm sorry to be so long because I know you have an answer too, no, but I think I, I that's think what it is. I think you've done well with that. And the other thing I'll say is that, you know, after the last 12 months of our lives, could we actually really say that anything is so far-fetched anymore that you could really categorize it <laughs> as a conspiracy theory? I mean, it's just, there is just so much craziness out there that is realer than any conspiracy theory that I could ever dream up. Well, let's just say that uh, I, I I think we're all about the same age here. I, I don't think that in my lifetime, I've had a more weirder year. I think we all can attest to this, that these these last 12 months has been like living a twilight zone movie. I, I, I told, I've got a youngin, I got a 19-year-old uh, a, a uh, college freshman, and he'll be a sophomore next year, and I feel horrible for him. He's not experienced normal college. I mean, he's been online from the day he started college and he's not seen one classmate yet. He's, he's literally went to college, but yet he's not seen the inside of a classroom. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that the other day, how crazy insane that is mm -hmm. that, you know, you're paying all of this money to get a college degree and you're in front of a computer all day long with nothing but one screen and a, and a, and a thing. And they're charging you the same amount of money to do that as if they would to go through the college experience. And I don't want to get off on that, but the bottom line is that's the strangeness of this society. And that's become normal. Yeah. And I'll tell you one quick story about him. And he said something to me the other night and it hit me. Um, and I, and I love him to death. He knows how his dad feels about the mask and he just, he just does. And he came home 
and he walks in the door, he has his mask on. <laughs> and he looks at me and I look at him and I say, take that freaking mask off. I said, you're at my house. I said, for God's sake, you ain't got to wear a mask here at the house. And he pulled it down and started laughing. He just, he did. He started laughing and he walked over and hugged my neck. And he said, dad, he said, I am so sorry. He said, I have just gotten so accustomed. He said, you don't realize they make us wear it. We can't even go use the bathroom at the college without wearing a mask. He said, it's terrible. And he said, I have literally become so conditioned to wear it. He said, I have to make myself take it off. And he said, I'm sorry. He said, I just, I don't even think about it no more. I just wear it. And I thought about this in a lot of this discussion we're having today. People are getting conditioned to be scared and hate guns. And they're being scared and conditioned to think the evil out there in this world is created by guns, not evil people. It's the same principle of what they're doing with the mass, Cheryl and Dan. They're doing with this. They're doing with the Second Amendment. They're doing it with the triggered people, too. The people that are insane and crazy and they're doing it with them as well. They're tr- they're conditioning all of them. They're conditioning these people that are criminals and letting them out to go cr- do crime again. Nothing's going to happen to you. Go ahead. Right. So it's all that. Well, and I want to kind of lean into the idea about the masks and, and other things that have happened over this last year that are completely not grounded in our constitutional principles. And yet we're allowing our elected officials to, uh, you know, implement executive orders and mandates and requirements and things of that, and then getting the citizenry to be kind of like the brown shirts, right? That police each other, right? It's like we're stuck in that Stanford prison experiment in real life where some people have become the guards and some people have become the prisoners. Excellent point, Cheryl. And, and thank you. And the guards are way over heavy handed, just loving the little bit of, of uh, power authority, yeah. and authority they've been given in their life. And you interview people on your show, not just in the gun arena, as we've, we've already talked about, but from all areas of expertise. And so what are you seeing uh, from these experts that is at stake besides our, our firearms freedoms um, as clearly our first amendment uh, ability to just uh, speak as we want our ability to wear whatever we want or not want. I don't know where that falls exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a video I, I posted up on my personal social media page yesterday of a uh, it's in Canada. I believe it's a, a Polish uh, uh, pastor and he's got a very thick accent but he's talking to, I think, like five uniformed officers, all, you know, they all have their masks on. And I, I believe what's happened is somebody has called the police because the, this pastor is having a Passover service with people who are unmasked. And this pastor is so fiery and he is just yelling over and over and over again at these, these authority figures out, you psychopathic uh, Nazi Nazi uh, uh, whatever he called them it. And he, it's like, yes, we need those examples in our life of people who are saying no and no more. And, um, again, I, I, I pontificated a little too long, but what is your, what are your guests telling you about the nature of our freedoms and our future of our freedoms? Well, 
I think you pontificated just right there. I think that was perfect, <laughs> actually. I, I, you gave me, I, I never just say that word right. I like to use that word too, pont, pontificate. So you helped me there with my with my pronunciation. What the um, heck are you guys talking about? Yeah, but uh, anyway, I, I, Cheryl and Dan, I tell you what's happening right now. The narrative that is developing out of this, and this is really something that I did not understand myself until this all started, was how much power your local health departments have over your life. Mm -hmm. We disbanded our Knox County Health Department here in Tennessee last week, and it was done because one lady's efforts, she got sick of what they were doing. A lot of these mandates have not even been federal mandates. A lot of these mandates have been state mandates and they've been local mandates. And they've been basically pushed on us by local demagogues, local tyrants, and I think people have gotten the reality that, look, your state and local elections are just as important as your federal elections. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think that we're learning that through this. And I think that's been a blessing in disguise through all of this mess. Mm -hmm. So what did they do to the health department? The What what would they do? There's no health department anymore in Knox County. They have disbanded. Oh, oh. And, they, awesome. and you know what they did? They basically, the judge that, that ruled over this, he basically said they overstepped their bounds, they overstepped their authority in enforcing these mask mandates, and he felt like it was best that there not to be any health board, that the decisions would be made by local uh, people uh, in the uh, counties, and I don't know how they're going to revamp this, but he said never again will there be a board that tells counties what to do in Knox County, or tell our county what to do. Amen. So, you know, Eva, I, I, I want to interrupt on that, because, I, because we had a governor, we have a governor that blessed us with permission to not wear a mask anymore in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a restaurant yesterday and the lady was still wearing a mask. I said, why are you wearing a mask? I hate this mask. I wish I could take it off. But the health department health said department. they would me down if I don't. When the governor said no entity can, can, can make you wear a mask in Arizona, but they're yeah, getting away with it. So if some people that. would speak up, I don't think they could disband the health department in Maricopa County, but it's too big, but they could sure wake them up. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I'm glad you did. Important news that you gave me. I appreciate that. Yeah. But they fought it. We fought it in Knox County because we were getting the same thing. Governor Lee here, we've not had a mask mandate in three months. Mm -hmm. And the counties have taken it upon themselves because I have the same issue. I go into these stores and they and they lie. These stores lie. When they put over there that says this is due to CDC regulations, that's a lie. That is a plain, bold face lie. There are no CDC regulations out there to wear a mask. There's no federal mandate. Now, the only thing that Biden has done, he's made a federal mandate on federal property. The last time I checked, Kroger is not federal property. The last time I checked, Chris's Mexican restaurant is not federal property. Uh, Best Buy is not federal property. Uh, all these stores that act like that they've got a right to enforce that mask, it's unconstitutional. Now, the problem is, Dan, what you alluded to, they always use the health department. They'll put the sign out there and tell you it's federal mandated. They get in and you start talking to them. Well, our local health board says that they're going to come in here and like you said, shut us down. We've got to follow them. No, you don't. The federal health boards are not elected officials. Only elected officials can pass laws. The health department's not a legislative body. They're a freaking health board. They're a health department. They give you shots for the flu, which I wouldn't take in a million years, but they give you shots. That's what they do. We've given them this power, and we've given them this power over our life by bowing down and doing it without fighting back. 
And thank God a few of people in Knox County had had enough and they said, we, we're done with this. They took it to the courts and the court said, y'all are right. Y'all are right yes, and they're yes. wrong. You know how much that makes me feel good today. Thank you very much. And you're in what state? What state? I'm Tennessee. 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 Go Tennessee. That's fantastic. So, you know, just to clarify, because we have people who listen to the show all over the world, like I'm sure you, your show does. Uh, we aren't sitting here saying, you know, if you if you choose to wear a mask, if you feel better wearing a mask, if there's something you have a special concern that you want to wear a mask, God bless you. I could care less. Sure. But we want the same respect. We want the same. Exactly respect. right. If we choose not to, that that is equally fine. And if you're nervous to be around me because I don't have a mask on, then just stay farther away from me. See, there's freedom. Isn't it amazing what you can do when you're free to make your own decisions? I'll make this real quick. I've said that on my show over and over and over again. This to me is about freedom. It's not even about the mask. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to wear a mask, have at it, enjoy it, go make you a designer mask. I don't even care. If, if you want to if you want to make a mask that matches your dress, I could care less. Mm -hmm. But do not impose that mask mandate on me because I'm not putting one on. I'm sorry. I've not put one on from day one. Don't plan to. The only time I've put a mask on this year, I had a surge, uh, procedure, short procedure on my heart back in December. Mm -hmm. Out of respect for the hospital, I put one on because the hospital, that's a requirement. And I had to do it, be able to get in the hospital. I had to do it. And, and I thought about it. And I was going to be a patoot about it. And I said, you know, there's elderly people in here and I, I just, I don't want I don't want to fool with it. It's, it's not worth my health not to, to do with it. So I put it on, but I tell you what I did, never put it over my nose. I put it right here. Yeah. I just kept it right below my, my lips. Yeah. There was a lady uh, on YouTube just three days ago from the time we were recording this, she was losing her breath. She was literally choking yes. during a hearing she couldn't breathe pushing a mask mandate yeah, telling yeah. people you got to wear a mask and she couldn't breathe herself yes let me tell you something this is the most insane attack on our freedom it's ever been and i'm like you said it beautifully look you don't want to wear a mask that's up to you you do want to wear a mask have at it i'm not even gonna make fun of you that's up to you and i told my son that i said caleb I'm not fussing at you. I said, you don't have to wear a mask at my house. <laughs> we all have a mask mandate here at your dad's house. And I said, you ain't got to wear it if you don't want to. And he, he started laughing. But again, they've conditioned us to do this stuff. You, you broke the spell that he was in for, you know, the, the conditioning that he was in. Um, we just went to Walt Disney World. And of course, if we want to you know, visit Walt Disney World as a family, then we have to comply and comply wear the masks. It was horrible. I got to tell you, it was 90 degrees. I can only imagine. Wearing these awful masks and we're out in the fresh air. Like it was the dumbest thing ever. So when we would step into a restroom, my, my little granddaughter and I, uh, she's six. And, um, you know, I'd say, okay, let's have a mask break while we're in the stall. I don't think we're going to, you know, hurt anybody while we're in the stall. And she was resisting. She goes, no no, grandma, I need to leave it on. And I said, no, you do not. You will pull that down, breathe fresh air in the bathroom. But no. you know what I mean? It's like, I think that it's, it gets in your head somehow that, you know, it's either 
you're you're just more comfortable with I don't even know because I am not comfortable with it on I want it off as soon as possible they've lied to us about this too the reason people put it on is the lies they've been told and they believed them mm -hmm. because they've been told that this this flu whatever this is guys and look I'm not going to sit here ever and tell you there's not COVID-19 out there in this world there is a there is a virus called COVID-19 without a doubt but the problem with it is that the medical community has been so dishonest in telling us the truth about what's COVID and what's pre-existing conditions to push a political agenda that you don't even know right now what's truth and what's lies. Boy, and because it, and, and let's just be honest with each other. Look, it's very sensitive. It's people's help. You tell an elderly person that if you don't put a mask on, you're going to catch something and die. Look, my dad's 78 years old. He don't wear a mask, but it spooks him. It scares him. It scares elderly people. They will do that. They, it's, it's, it, it, and, and anybody, you start dealing with somebody's health issue, that's a very sensitive matter for all of us, our personal health. Yeah. And they know this, they're pushing those buttons for a reason. Yeah. And see, that's what infuriates me too, is that the lies and the manipulation that they've done to this society is the same principle when we first started this show that they're doing with the Second Amendment debate. They're manipulating 100%. and lying about what's actually dangerous and what's not. And they're doing the same thing with this. And that's why these people are evil, wicked, something kind of people yeah. beyond degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we need to start winding down a little bit here. Um, this has been so good. We're going to have to have you back on soon because there is always so much to talk about, but you know, you're a Christian guy, we're a Christian family. So we see the world through not just the immediacy of, you know, social and cultural lenses, and not just through the political lens du jour that we are given by the news in air quote, but we look from a perspective that looks both back to creation and forward to the second coming of Christ. And so taking that perspective, Chris, can we, I mean, obviously we have to find a hopeful message in there, but can, can you help us with a hopeful message in our current times? Cheryl, I would say this, that the only hope that people have today is faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Look, um, regardless of what happens with our political situation here in America, uh, I hear this all the time that America needs to get its political house in order and we got to get this politic political situation straightened out. And I would disagree. America needs to get its spiritual house in order. Mm. America needs to come back to God mm. because even if we get the political situation straightened out and we don't get our spiritual house straightened out, it's not going to matter mm -hmm. because we're going to still face destruction as a nation. Mm. Look, God loves this country. God ordained America many, many years ago when we were established to do two things, to be a vehicle for the gospel and to protect Israel. And that was our that was our ordained purpose on this earth and to be a bastion of freedom for all others in this nation of this world to make sure that no matter what happened with the world, that America was always going to be free and be the democracy that people could flee to in times of persecution and to protect Christian faith. We are failing right now at all three because we've lost our way with God. We've lost our moral compass. We've lost our uh, soul. We've literally lost our soul over the last three or four decades. 
And again, it's easy to point to different things and people do it all the time. They say, well, it was the school system or it was this and that and the other. Look, the school system is only a symptom. It's a symptom. You can't keep fighting symptoms and fix the problem. It's like somebody with cancer. You can, you can, let me tell you something. You can treat all the symptoms of cancer you want to. Until you get that cancer out of your body, you're going to die. And until America repents of her sins and repents of the cancer that's in her soul today. Mm. I'm going to tell you this right now. It don't matter how many symptoms we treat. We need to come back to God and repent. And we need to come back to him in humility and say, as a nation, Lord, we've sinned against you. And he will literally, truly, what he says in 2 Chronicles, he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land if we do that. But it starts with his people. And that's the problem. Even his people have succumbed to this spirit of this age and this spirit of the society. My positive message in that is this. There's never going to be a great number of people that go the narrow way. There's never going to be a great big army of people that are going to do what's right. It's always been a remnant. It will always be a remnant. But there's enough of that remnant here that can stand in the gap for this country and pray over this country and stay God's hands of judgment for a season. But we've got to keep our faith anchored in Christ. And I'm saying this to the people out there that are very nervous about our situation now. Mm. It doesn't matter what you see outwardly. You've got to have your faith anchored in what you don't see, and that's Christ. Mm. Because that's going to get you through these times. And these times, Cheryl and Dan, I wish I could tell everybody that they're going to be getting better. I don't see it getting better. I think we're just on the precipice of one of the most intense times of human history we've ever about to enter into. And your faith, our faith, my faith, it's going to be tested. And we need to make sure we're built on the rock. Because the storm came to both the man that was built on the rock and the storm came to the man built on the sand. The difference in the end of that story was the one that built on the rock that stood the storm. The one that built on the sand was destroyed. And that's where we're at right now in 2021. And it doesn't matter whether we put Donald Trump in that White House, Joe Biden, or the, or the Easter Bunny. That's not going to solve America's problems. Mm-hmm. What's going to solve America's problems is America coming back to God and coming back to her roots and coming back to the fact that God is her nation. Blessed is the nation, the nation whose God is the Lord. And until that happens, it don't matter what we do politically and what party's in power. It won't, it won't change a thing. Wow. So beautifully said. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just going to put an amen on the end of that. And, and it really, you know, everything starts with the individual, right? Yes, it does starting your own house, your own life. We have listeners again, all over the the world. Not all of our listeners are Christian. Uh, We appreciate people, you know, not, not switching us off the minute we start talking about our faith. Um, But, you know, we're not indoctrinating anybody here. We're just speaking from what we believe is, is true and what scripture supports as truth and what our personal experiences have shown us is true. And um, so thank you for that, Chris, that that was so beautifully said. And I I hope that people take that um, into their, you know, into their conversations and and think about, you know, people are, well, we we're not a Christian nation and we weren't built on Christian, you know, all that. Yes, we were just saying some of the arguments that I've heard uh, thrown around out there. And, 
you know, I don't know why it's so easy to not have a faith or why it's so easy to just throw all of our, our, um, history aside, because if you just even look at our founding documents and you look at, uh, this, the supporting documents for our founding documents, there's, there's a lot of scriptural basis in there. Um, so you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take Chris's word for it. Don't have to take Dan's word for it. We just hope that we've sparked something in your mind to do your own journey, your own search in that. I think that, look, even the founding fathers, uh, Cheryl and Dan, not all of them were raging Christians, mm -hmm. but there was a divine power. And I hate to use that word because it wasn't a divine power. It was God himself. It was God Almighty, Jehovah the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that was the driving force behind this country. And I get choked up every time I think about it because look, God shed his grace on this country yes. because he knew this country was gonna be the key to this end time harvest, this end time outpouring of God's mercy where thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people would come into his kingdom before Jesus came back. You mentioned the second coming. His coming soon, mm -hmm. but there's, there's, we're not there yet. We're, we're, it's coming, but we don't know if it's imminent. We don't know if it's down the road, but whether it's imminent tomorrow or down the road, 10 years from now, the church has got work to do yeah. and the church has got to come back itself. Look, we can't expect America to come back until the church comes back to God. Mm -hmm. The church has got to just to, to wake up and realize that our number one call right now is the gospel. We, we've got to preach the gospel. And if we don't preach the gospel, all else fails because that's what America was founded on. Even though our founding fathers, many of them would not be what we would consider raging Christians. They had an understanding that without God, this nation would never survive the storms that were ahead of her. They just wouldn't do it. And I hope our leaders understand that today. Many of them don't, but they need to. They need to quick. I, I agree with you. They, every single elected official takes an oath to protect, preserve, and defend this document. And most of them act like they don't even know the document exists. And that if they understood where the origins of this document came from, it would, I think, change a lot. And so supporting some of our, our younger uh, people who are stepping into the arena of public service and politics, I hate to use that word because it's such a polluted uh, word. Um, you know, we, we've got to support those young people that are truly understanding. And we aren't going to have those people if we aren't pouring into the next generation uh, with those exact same principles. And we start this show with a Ronald Reagan speech that says, uh, uh, our, our, our constitution, our faith, our, I mean, our, um, our rights are one generation away from extinction. Well, if they're one generation away from extinction, well, imagine what we could do in one generation if we had a revival, right? Point. So um, anyway, Chris, this is awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for, for all of this. And thank you for all you do. Can you tell folks how they can follow all the work that you do? We're going through a little transition right now. The MacFiles.org is the best place to stay up with us. Our YouTube channel has been yanked three times in the last three months. And, uh, but you can find us on the MacFiles e-network right now. 
uh, you might want to just put Mac files in YouTube and look for it because we may have several auxiliary channels here in the future, sort of like an emergency channel network. But uh, the Mac files faith network is where we have our Sunday morning shows and our Wednesday shows for faith. But uh, Facebook is the best place to look for us under the Mac files page on Facebook. Those those videos seem to be not tinkered with right now. But we've had, I, I know we ain't got time to talk about it, but we maybe that's our next program. The censorship has been ungodly and we have dealt, we have unfortunately tasted it ourselves. But if you'll go to the MacFiles.org, we're, we're having a, we got a list there of all the networks. We're on BitChute, we're on Rumble, we're on uh, Telegram, we're on Podbean. So we're out there, but you're, it may be a challenge to find us at times, but our, the best place to centrally find us is the MacFiles.org. And that's really the best place to, to, to check us out. And, and that is spelled M-C-F-I-L-E-S. Yes. Everybody wants to call me Mac. I am not a Mac. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese. I am Mac like McDonald, like the hamburger place that never has a, a milkshake machine that works. I think they... <laughs> have a half mass flag for their milkshake machines at McDonald's. Well, it's because of COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything exactly. COVID. <laughs> everything. Oh my gosh. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris McDonald uh, of the Mac Files. Uh, we so value you and appreciate you. And we're definitely going to have you back on again soon if you'll come. All right. Anytime. Thank Thanks, you guys. Chris. And I'll have Thank you me. back on soon too. Dan and Cheryl. Sure. Thank you. all God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. He hit it on the nail mm -hmm. with the uh, religion because, I mean, I saw it in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And maybe I didn't see it exactly in the 50s, but I was born in 55. But in the 60s, we saw the movements from the 50s what taking the God out of schools, mm -hmm. you know, and taking God out of this and that. And now they're trying to take it out of the pledge, you know, no pledge of allegiance, all these things, mm -hmm. right? And, um, I think that's what the problem, it really is. I think that God did found this country. And I was just going to say, uh, one of the other interviews we've done recently, uh, we were talking about how uh, there was a prayer in Congress, I believe, right? And it was ended, instead of saying amen, which is, you know, has nothing to do with gender or sex, they said a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you're so, you're so pandering you're so tied up in worldly things that you're going to offer a prayer and you're going to end it with a nonsense word that means nothing. Right. I mean, they have no, they have no idea what religion is. I mean, if you're going well, to, it's not religion. I mean, what Chris is talking about religion is like the rules of the game. Right. We're talking about spirituality, Spirit, right. which is but a true a, relationship with a woman. I mean, I come know. on. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so, it just shows you if that right there isn't a snapshot of where we are in in the world in in our nation about the degree of total garbage nonsense that we are willing who to said that accept and and gobble down like a baby bird i'm gonna have to go look it up you, you don't know who, it wasn't biden was it no because he wouldn't have been offering the prayer okay so whoever it was that was offering can you prayer. imagine if there I, I just can't believe that if i said something like that on the air i'd i'd never lose i'd lose so much sleep over that what was I what, thinking? Why would I say what? that out loud? Did I, right. I think I was being funny. I was. It wasn't funny. Like what? It's like. But weird. this person is probably <laughs> proud of how elevated they are in their thinking that uh, they're going to just, you know, pander oh. to the the women folk and say, "A woman." 
sort of oh. like the people on the Jerry Springer show and stuff when they get off the show, right? They're excited <laughs> about it too. Right? Yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Jerry Springer show has become <clears throat> the, our lives. What was that uh, newspaper that you used to see in the Inquirer, National Inquirer? National Inquirer. That is what our news these days sounds like. You know, if you went back a generation or two and, and listened to, you know, the just the facts, ma'am style of, of news uh, reporting to nowadays. I think the National Enquirer is more, more news than what's news now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, every once in a while that. they had a story that was right. We're not getting it anymore. You know, what was interesting is I had taken a pretty long hiatus from watching any kind of news or listening to any kind of news. When our daughter was young, it ha it was right around when 9-11 happened because she would get so uh, stressed out about the reporting and mm -hmm. what it meant to her personal little life that it, I just, I figured, well, I'll watch the news when, after she goes to bed or whatever. And it just turned into a, a fairly long hiatus from, from watching it. And then I was in the gym one day and uh, they had the news playing and it was, happened to be a CNN which at that time I had no connotation in my mind that there were liberal leaning left cartoon network news networks and that there were right leaning conservative leaning news networks. I had no concept of that at that time. And so I'm, I'm watching this and I, I was like, is this honestly, this is the thought that went, is this a Saturday night live skit? <laughs> honestly, that went through my mind because I said, this isn't news. What I'm watching is not, just the facts, ma'am. It was pure opinion, pure emotion. And uh, I was really taken aback. And um, I, I wish that we would all have that, that moment, that epiphany to realize, oh my gosh, this is, you know, and if you watch any of the major networks, there's really only like five things that they're letting you know is going on in the world at any given time. And so personally, I like one American news network during the day, it gives you all those snapshots of like things happening all over the world. And um, it's delivered in, uh, there's, there's always a little bit of language in there that you can pick up on that, that gives you that, you know, well, they're probably a conservative station, which they are. Um, but it's, uh, you're getting a much broader scope of what's going on in the world. Um, that's my own personal preference. But anyway, we got to wrap yes, this up do. and get out of here. Thank you so much to our awesome guest, Chris McDonald. Uh, he, he's got a great show. He really talks about a lot of really interesting, talk about a broad spectrum on his show. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you to all of our amazing listeners all over the nation. And again, the people who don't ascribe to the Christian faith, thank you for hanging in there with us. And, you know, just, just, you know, allowing us our first amendment right to to feel and speak and think and talk the way that we want to and not you know toss the whole thing out um because we maybe address something that that isn't part of your personal uh faith journey um so we appreciate you for that thank you for taking these conversations into your homes and your uh, spheres of influence and uh if you've missed any portion of this you can find us on the Opslin smart app YouTube, unless they're kicking us off because guns and masks and whatever all we talked about. 
Gun Streamer is another great place for the videos. If you want to listen to the audio version, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. Darling. Darling. And if you want to see a, a bio and photos and links to Chris McDonald or any of our guests, you would click the guest tab on our website. All right. Until next time, what are we going to do? going to pray for this nation. Amen to that. Pray for our elected officials, our leaders. You our said leaders. Representatives. There are people who are leaders. So oh. the ones you don't like, we're going to pray for them. Oh, we're going to pray for them, but not leaders. Maybe we don't especially have yeah. for the ones you don't like. All right, everybody, have an amazing week. Yes. Yes. God bless.